Right, just a few minutes, just a few minutes uh, of me and my thoughts. Do you know the date next Thursday? 21st. Do you know what's special about the 21st? Shortest day of the year. Ten points to that table. No, shortest day of the year. And that's oh, the Thursday after. It's 21st. Anyway, it's the 21st. Sorry, next Thursday, the Thursday after. Yeah, yeah. 21st. Anyway, the 21st. Thank you. Thank you for my... Yeah, the 21st is the shortest day of the year. And it's a day to celebrate because it's the day that on the 22nd, the day is longer. And we're moving towards summer. Oh, Cindy. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you're such a... Denise, you're such a gift. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's not really the reason I'm wearing this shirt. That's not really the reason I'm wearing this shirt, because it would be going... Oh, don't tell me. Do you know? Oh, God, how many minutes? Seven and a half minutes a day. Just trust an engineer to know the technical details of stuff. I'm wearing this shirt because in the Philippines, it's summer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, in, it's summer down there. It's summer over there. And I just wanted to remind you, I wanted to be a gift to you. And, and say... Thank you for being here and giving up your summer to be with us. <laughs> you see, we're meant to be a gift. You know, um, Emmanuel, thank you for bringing that song, just reminding us and stirring our hearts with that song. God with us, God with us, revealed in us. You know, gifts are precious, aren't they? I've got some gifts I want to show you very quickly. Some gifts that... Things. This is a gift that I was given. This is the... Uh, uh, do I? Can I have somebody to help me just to hold this up? I don't want to stick my fingers through the paper at the back. Just be careful there. This is very precious to me. Okay, this is the Welsh Baptist pulpit. It says it here, Welsh, in Welsh. Welsh Baptist pulpit, 1889. Okay, it's an original. Um, and these are all the ministers... Uh, preaching in Wales in 1889. And this gentleman here is the one-eyed preacher, Christmas Evans, famous, a famous Welsh preacher. And they've got some of the scariest beards on here you've ever seen. Real bear scarers. They are just terrifying to look at. But this sits in my office. This was a gift to me from the, the little group of old ladies that were the custodians of Calvario Chapel. And this was wedged down behind one of the pews. And um, when they were closing the building, um, I'd seen this. Uh, and um, they said, would I like it? And uh, so I said, yes, I would love it. And so, thanks, Kate. <laughs> I forgot that she's not. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, thanks, Kate. Um, and I have it hanging on the wall behind me when I'm sat at my desk up in the attic. Because for me, it's, these are part of the great cloud of witnesses that are in glory, cheering you and me on. And it just, it's an aide to memoir for me. It just reminds me that, that, that these men gave their lives for the kingdom of God to advance in our nation. 
It's just an aide to memoir, and it was given to me as a gift. I've got some other gifts here. This is a, a gift that was given to me by uh, a family that went back home for a holiday, and when they came back, they gave me this. And I don't even know if they remember giving me this gift. It's come all the way from the Philippines. It's a little fridge magnet, but it sits in my office with me. And when I see it, I remember the family and I pray for them. Just say, God, thank you for the generosity of those people, their faithfulness to you. And just pray a little prayer. This is a little gift. It's a matchbox. Uh, and uh, on the, it's a ship, ship matchbox. So it's got a little picture of a ship on it. And this was given to me. And inside it is a little piece of tissue paper that's full of mustard seeds. And it was given to me as a prophetic gift. Something that was just given to me. You might look at my little you might look at my desk and think, oh, it's cluttered with rubbish. You just see a little matchbox. But to me, it was a gift and it's precious. And it reminds me, because it speaks, ships are my, my love language with God. He speaks to me in nautical terms, because it's, it's the nature of my heart. And so when this person gave me this box, they said, the box doesn't matter. And I said, no, 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 the box matters. The box matters. But it's the mustard seed that is important. Another friend of mine uh, lives, lived for a while in, uh, on Sky, uh, up in Scotland. And uh, he came home uh, from visiting Sky, and he, he gave me this. Now, this is not something I would buy to put in my house. It's not my style. You know, I don't buy, like, holiday stuff like this. It's not, it's not what we have. But this is so precious to me, because it was a gift from him. He said, I saw this in a shop, and I thought of you. I thought of you, and I just had to buy it. And give it to you. And it's, uh, uh, it's a trawler. And many of you know that I have a background in... Uh, well, as a young idiot, I went to sea on a trawler. Uh, but it speaks of fishing and a light. And it's, it's just, just a prophetic thing. From him, it was a gift. To me, it's a prophetic token of uh, God loving me. And me having a mission. That same person, another time, brought me back this. Three, what I call, uh, dancing puffins. But one is going in the other direction. And he said to me, Bill, I just want you to re always remember that my thought of you is that you're always going in the other direction. You're not just following a crowd. Again, it's a little gift. Little gift. You look at it and you think, oh, you know, that's a little trinket from a holiday. But it, it means something. It means something. Oh, I've got this piece of paper and I, I'm glad they're not here today uh, because I wouldn't want them to be in, embarrassed and I think because they're a young lady they would be embarrassed this is a drawing of me by Chloe and it sits on my desk and uh, it's a terrible reflection of me <laughs> in my opinion <laughs> but it was a token of her love and affection for me I feel she also gave me a boat that she made. And it says, to Bill, Chloe. And sits on my desk. It's precious. It's precious. I also have this 
on my desk. And it's a tub of uh, a Trixo hand cream. Yeah? And the person that gave me this was a really, really difficult person. Quite challenging. If I said unpleasant, I, I wouldn't be stretching a point too far. In fact, I would be reining it back in. But this person gave me this, and I keep it. Because it reminds me that no matter what I experience, I have to stay supple. I have to stay soft. Uh, and, and so it's just a little gift. It's li- just a little thing that the person genuinely gave it to me because they thought my hands were a bit hard <laughs> and I needed to be softened in my, on, my, um, on my hands. But for me, it was much more prophetic. It became much more prophetic. Because in my journey with that person, that person isn't here, all right? <laughs> Just in case you're looking around the room saying, I wonder who it is. <laughs> yeah, te- normally they get up and walk out when I'm talking about them. <laughs> Sorry, but no, no. So anyway, so I want to talk to you about giving. But I also want to talk to you about receiving. I, I want to talk to you about the practice of being generous and understanding why Paul says, well, let me read it to you. Uh, I'm going to read to you from um, Acts 20, and it's just the, verse 35, and then I'm going to go to Luke uh, 6 at the, end, at the end of what I want to say. And I have been, con- been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. This is Paul talking to a group of elders from the Ephesian church that he's, he's actually doesn't want to go and see the church. He wants to meet these people as he's transiting towards Jerusalem. But he's in, he's in Ephesus and he asks to, for the elders to come and meet him because he has something to say to them, something that's going to be important because this is the last words he is going to speak to them They won't see him again. He says that. You won't see me again. And so he says this. I've been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. When he had finished speaking, he knelt and prayed with them. They all cried as they embraced and kissed him goodbye. They were sad most of all because he had said that they would never see him again. Then they escorted him down to the ship. My question is this. Why? Are these words the last words? Why are these? Because you see, they say that the last words somebody speaks are the words that you need to pay attention to. And Paul is saying, it's better to give than receive. Why didn't he say, stay strong in your faith? Why didn't he say, don't ever stop preaching about the kingdom of God? Why did he not say, stay in step with the Holy Spirit? He said all of these things, but why didn't he say what something much more profound? Why did he say it's better to receive, better to give than receive? What's the what's his point? And these are my simple thoughts. You see, when we give, it liberates us from a privatized faith. When we share our faith, it's no longer private. It becomes public. 
So the very first person I told that I was a Christian was a guy called Mike Ludwig who challenged me about something that he'd seen in me that had changed positively. And I think, crikey, I'm going to have to tell him that I'm now a Christian. So my faith became public. And when we give away, when we receive, it's private. It's personal. These gifts, if I had not explained these gifts, you would look in this little basket and say, oh, somebody's collected a load of tat. (laughs) Somebody could look at that and say, oh, that's a bit of an antique print. Oh, that's interesting. It's a bit stained. Who would put that in their living room? (laughs) Vlog it. But giving liberates us from privatized faith. Churchill said this. um, I I found out last week was, uh, it would have been Churchill's 146th birthday last week. But he said this. We make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. We make a living... We make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. Receiving is fantastic. You can see the delight in my wife that I bought her two dustbins. <laughs> she, she, is so, she was so delighted. She was so delighted. It was, it was a treat for me to watch her receive something that she loved. Receiving is fantastic. It creates in us, at minimum, a sense of appreciation, but often of great joy and sometimes comfort. If somebody says to you, I really appreciate you. I love what you did. I love your smile. I love it when you're here. Those words of kindness that are given to you, they make you feel good. And these feelings are important, but they're your feelings. And they're in isolation. They're yours. And they, people might never know how it makes you feel when they say something nice to you or give you something. Or just say, look, I thought of you when I saw this. I thought of you. He doesn't know how I feel about his gift to me. I said thank you. And I was appreciative. But instantly I knew there was something special in it. But if I kept that to myself, it's, it's precious and important. But if I share it, suddenly you learn something. You grow. You change. So why is Paul's last words significant? Why? And I think it's this. If we're going to build a kingdom community, we have to understand that the foundation is generosity, it's kindness, it's being a gift giver. Somebody that gives their time, their talent, their treasure, their friendship, their love, words of encouragement, their attention to others. And for some of us, well, for me, sometimes I need an aide de memoir. I need something just to trigger me. To When I'm sitting in my office saying, God, what do I say to these people? How do I do this? How do I do this? And I say, okay, Lord, how can I, how can I cash in on the, on the blessing that these people prayed into my nation? How can I build on what they established? Their faith, their prayer, their commitment to community, their evangelism, their passion. I mean, they're, obviously they're dead and gone. 
but I, it, their memory stirs me. You see, giving, when, when I receive something personal, it, it, it brings joy. But when I, when I give, it leads to joy with others. So I break the isolation. Giving to others in community who are in need, the hungry, the poor, they're precious things to do. And it moves me, the giver, you, the giver, it moves us to become something much bigger than we would possibly imagine if we never became a giver. We couldn't imagine how big we would become. But when you start to become a giver and you generate this giving mentality, and so that's why we wanted to help stir your heart by contributing to our giving as a fellowship to the lovely children that we have custody of and care of and the privilege of caring for. You have contributed with the little thoughts that you've written there. And maybe this week you'll think about it as they have parties and, and they, they're talked to, to about who Jesus is. Giving moves us to become something larger than ourselves. We become a true community when we're a community of givers. Otherwise, we're a crowd of receivers. And it's good to receive. I'm not saying it's, it's about not receiving. I'm saying it's about receiving, but it's also about giving. Being a giver is not about supporting the projects this project or that project, this church initiative or that church initiative, and we're not asking for money. It's not about that. It's about Jesus is concerned with our growth in grace. And so was Paul. So was Paul. And so am I. Paul is saying, these are some really key words to you, key people, because they were the leaders in their, in their church communities. It's, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Build a culture based on Jesus' principles. And it's summed up in this. And it's in red in my Bible because the uh, Luke deemed these as Jesus' words. Although it's not recorded in any of the Gospels. But there's enough weight behind it to say these are Jesus' words. It's more blessed to give. And you can see it all the way through his teaching. When we become a giver... Not just someone who gives. There is a difference. You can just give because you're walking past a charity basket and you think, oh, I'll give something to that charity. I'll just put something in. Or you can be somebody that walks around with your eyes open thinking, how can I, how can I make a difference today? How can I give something of me? And it's not, it's not about money. It's about heart. See, when you become a giver, not just someone who gives, you begin to experience the most incredible thing. You begin to become part of a movement that is bigger than you. You begin to become part of the most extraordinary move of God on earth. You become a kingdom builder because you're a giver. And so Paul is saying, this is really, really important. It's better to give. It's better to be a giver than just somebody that wants everything for themselves. It's all about... There's times... I'm repeating myself. There's times when it's right and it's proper for you to be the beneficiary of blessing. 
But there's times when there is, it's really key for you to have eyes wide open and your hands out of your pockets, sharing what you can with those in need. To give is to experience the liberation from privatized religion and to be part of a movement called the kingdom of God. And when we become a generous giver, uh, our hearts are opened to even great, greater, fruitful, more fruitful blessings from our Father. Listen to Luke 6. Luke 6 says this. 38. Give and you will receive. Jesus' words in red. Give and you will receive. Your gift will be returned to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and pouring into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. We are going to get so many maracas and tambourines and whistles. No, it's not true. The church, historically, in many, time, many ways, it's distorted that, saying, if you give, put in the basket. Get your checkbook out. Get your cash card out. Empty your wallet in your purse. Put your money. You'll be blessed. If you put 10 quid in, expect a hundred pound. In re- That's just so... I'm filtering all the words that I want to say. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Because it's not true. But Jesus' words are true. The amount you give will, be, will determine the amount you get back. You see, because you can't outgive God, and it's more blessed to give than receive. If you give because of what you anticipate getting, you're a selfish giver. And what we are called to be is selfless givers. But it goes on a little bit further. Verse 29, I want to say this, because this is my point, and this is what I'm going to finish with. Then Jesus gave the following illustration. Can one blind person lead another? Won't they both fall into a ditch? Students are not greater than their teacher, but the student who is fully trained will become like their teacher. If you take any time at all to look at how Jesus lived, he was generous. He gave. He gave. Give time. He gave of himself. And this Christmas time, as we're moving in a couple of weeks to celebrate his amazing life and death and resurrection that started on a Christmas morning, being born of a virgin in a stable to be your saviour my saviour do you want to be like him do you want to be like him be a gift giver be a gift giver stir yourself stir the gifts within you and give and be a giver you'll receive it'll be pressed down shaken together overflowing it'll be poured into your lap you won't be able to contain all that God has for you, if you generate within yourself all that is necessary to be 
a giver. Not just at Christmas, not just on birthdays, and it's not just physical things. It's not just bits of hand, uh, pots of hand cream. It's whatever you sense Holy Spirit is saying. Okay? So these are my words of encouragement to you. Okay? Didn't know what we were going to do because our schedule all changed on Friday night. And yesterday I was busy, so this morning I was up early just praying. Saying, God. And last night or yesterday I said to Ellen, these words that Paul says, the last words he says, last words he says you should remember these words you should remember these words these words of Jesus it's more blessed to give than to receive powerful words that build kingdom culture so father watch over us please guard us guide us help us to be really good students that model Emmanuel, God with us, seen through us. Lord, that we would be fishing vessels and lighthouses. That, Lord, we would be people of hope and grace and mercy and kindness as we stir our gift, whatever it might be, and use it for your glory so that your kingdom comes in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.